How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Looking around, I finally see I think I need a change. The rat race I want to flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. My name is Harold Thornborough. I'm joined again by Rachel Jamison, as usual. How are you doing today, Rachel? Great. How are you? Hanging in there. It's hunting season. I'm feeling pretty good. I love hunting season. <laughs> Time to get some venison. Yeah, your your husband's all set up for it. He's ready to go. Do you, now, do you hunt with him? I do sometimes when I have time and I'm not working. You shoot archery, don't you? Or do you? I would like to, but I don't. Oh, I thought I heard you say before you shot archery or maybe crossbow or something. I would love to. He has, I couldn't even begin to pull back his compound bow. Yeah. Yeah. Some Um, of them are pretty serious. He has a crossbow that I could use, but he's using it. Okay. Yeah. He likes it a lot more than his compound Even during gun season, sometimes I just hunt with my bow because I love archery so much. I just love to shoot archery. It's just, uh, I love it more than shooting guns. So yeah, it's fun for me, but yeah, hopefully uh, we'll all get deer this year and put a little, I I like that idea. You'll definitely have to, uh, me and you both will have to definitely try to make some room in the freezer somehow, some way, if we get some deer. can a lot of it but we'll see yeah i remember one year i remember you posting some pictures how you canned an entire deer pretty much uh one year i remember you posting yeah, some pictures about that the same year we got a freezer freezer full of salmon yeah so then i had to can it was mm-hmm. just a bumper a year for for uh hunting <laughs> and fishing yeah that's always good i love having yes. some meat in the freezer for sure what else have you been doing finishing up the garden Finishing up the garden, dumping pots that are sitting around the yard, mm-hmm. uh, drying. I have some herbs drying right now. Okay. Um, yep. I have onions spread all over uh, the table in the deck drying right now. So oh, wow. I picked the last of those out, and except for I left a few in to go to seed for next year. But um, yeah, I've got most of those out and got them. I got a whole table covered with them right now. And that's about the only thing I got going on. I, I, uh, well, I had to watch my grandson yesterday cause he was sick. So I didn't do any garden work right. or anything outside. So we, we just hung out and we watched hunting shows on TV. He was pretty into that. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So my, this is the first year I've actually tried to make my walking onions behave and kind of go in somewhat of a row. Okay. You so. just kind of put them where you wanted them to plop down yeah, huh? like you know the top falls over and yeah plants itself. i've actually never grown walking onions but oh, i know how yeah, they actually grow actually, yeah once i have enough i'm not sure if i'll ever do other onions again really they don't get very did the bulbs get very big though i mean no, i was no. gonna say i didn't get think like, they did 
maybe a small egg size. They're okay. Okay. Round either. They're good for shape. dropping in a crock pot with some roasts and things like that. Right. Soups or whatever. Enough of yeah. them, you could probably. If I grew enough of them, I just, they're just so easy. Yeah. Never have to buy seeds. Never have to plant anything in the spring or get right. anything and started. I, yeah. Yeah. It's just there. They do it themselves. Nice. Yeah. I might not ever. We'll see. I don't have enough yet. So I'll still be planting for a couple of years. Yeah. I, I just always plop a bunch in the ground. It's there. You know, I'll go down. I'll just either I take seeds and I'll start some from seed early. Like I'll start those in like February. Yeah. I'll start them in like February. Cause you got to start onion seeds yeah, really yeah. early. Uh, if I'm uh, there's some years though, I'll just go down and buy the bulbs and pop them in the ground and they're so easy to grow. I just don't worry about it. I've done both the last two years. I've done seeds and bought the bulbs just because, um, you just never know how the seeds are going to Yeah, work. I usually do some of those, work. too. They're a lot of work to do the onions from seeds. I'm always just so anxious to get something growing that I was like, yes, let's do onions. It's time to do onions. Let's get something going right. here because yeah. I get excited about planting some new seeds. <laughs> by by February, I'm, I'm the, the, the exhaustion has worn off, and I'm ready to get started again around February. <laughs> the homestead, what do they call it? The burnout. Homestead burnout has yeah. Is done and now you're ready. Right. Yeah. It, it just start, it starts hitting me February, March. I'm ready to get after it again. But yeah, that couple of months is uh, off is really nice to have. We talked about that last I, week. <laughs> I am still saving seeds. I've saved um, pear tomato seeds, the little okay. yellow ones. I mm-hmm. love those. And yeah. um, so I saved some seeds this week from those. Yeah, I was still doing some seed saving too. Uh, I actually uh, picked some cantaloupe uh, a couple of days ago and saved oh, some wow. seeds out of those. So yeah. Yeah. It was delicious too. I've never had cantaloupe taste that good out of my garden. I mean, they, they're always better out of your garden, but those things were had a lot of flavor. Wow. They were really, really the good. Squirrels ruined all the fruit. This year. They they weren't real big cantaloupes. They were a little smaller than normal, but boy, they were just super good. I mean, they they had tons of flavor. Hmm. So yeah, enjoyed that. Uh, I guess today we're going to talk about some of our favorite homestead resources and we're going to go through maybe some of our, your favorite, my favorite. And and we, we've got a list here and we kind of picked some of, there were some things on your list that I would have picked, but you got your list done before I did. So I I kind of picked some other stuff. So it worked out good. Um, But yeah. I'll be honest. I was in a hurry to get it there because I knew (laughs) we had some of the same. Yeah. You wanted to beat me to it, didn't you? I get you. But yeah, I mean, this is, we're talking books today, YouTube channels, uh, podcasts, um, just other resources. Uh, some of them too, you have on here that I'd never heard of. So I'm kind of excited to go see them. Yeah. Oh, the YouTube channels. Well, Oh, just everything. Yeah. Just everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were, they're ones I listened to. They, and a lot of the ones you put down are stuff that I used to maybe, you know, I've read or a lot of it I have experience with, but I just, you know, I, uh, I've moved on to other things. Um, and that's the thing when you, when I pick resources of things that I'm kind of listening to or things that I'm really enjoying at the moment, it's really no reflection on what's good out there because right. sometimes I've just listened to something for so long that this is the new and exciting thing, you know? And so I'll list it right now. If you'd asked me a year ago, the list would be different. If you asked me a year from now, it'll be different again, probably. Right. So this is just kind of the resources that are fresh in my mind right now that I'm listening to or, 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 or turning to. And, and I think these are good resources. Both of us have a list, some lists of some really good stuff. And this is good for, for beginner homesteaders and experienced homesteaders, because we're always learning new things. We're always needing more encouragement. Um, so I just find, I, I love diving into stuff like this because it's what keeps me going. Honestly, I, I, I'm a, I'm a weak person, Rachel. And if I don't have this kind of inspiration in my life, I can just fade away. (laughs) And I think that both of us could probably talk about this for hours because I'll move my camera a little bit for those watching. 
that's just my Western collection right there. That's like <laughs> hundred books right there. Just Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> we're both ferocious readers. We tried to limit what we were going to talk about there. We yeah. tried to just pick four five, six things in each of these topics each. And we'll kind of burn through them. We're not going to, you know, like do book reports or anything like that. We're just going to mention them. Oh, uh, I have to talk, remember talk briefly maybe about them and move on to the next thing. And, and just give some people a list of things. And you can find all these links in the show notes. If you, you just don't have to worry yeah. about writing anything down, it'll all be there. You can just go and click on some links, go find this stuff. I look forward to for the winter when yeah. it's down and yeah, exactly. It's it just like what we talked about the other day uh, is we, we winter time for us is kind of a time to really soak in the resources and pre- prepare for the next year and kind of get, get our motivation up, get going again. And then some of these things do that. Some of these things, some of these resources I've learned a lot from learned a ton of stuff from stuff that I never heard of, or maybe stuff I've just right. wanted to learn and they have some great educational. Yeah, this is a, it's, <clears throat> it was fun for me. It was hard for me though, to pick um, just a few. Well, we're going to start out with books. I, you have a good little list here. And like I said, I would have picked a couple of these uh, for sure. I would have picked right off the bat. I would have picked square foot gardening that you, yeah. that you picked. I think that's what got me that. Well, let's say that book's been around a long time. That's what got me started in my bigger gardening. Once I grew out of just planting <clears throat> to potatoes and, um, or sorry, once I got out of just planting tomatoes and green beans and I started planting everything, the square foot gardening was really, I just loved that book. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it, there's a lot of basics in there. I mean, it's, it's basically for, for beginners in a lot of ways, but it's just makes gardening feel doable. I think more than anything, it feels like growing in abundance in a small space. It makes it feel doable with that book. And, and so it's, a, I find it encouraging, you know, it's like you read that and it just seems simple. You know, and, yeah, and, and it is makes it so simple and everywhere yeah. and the recipes are right there and mm-hmm. everything, all the information you need is right there. to start I, a garden. Sure. And I've, and I've definitely changed. Like I don't do it that way anymore. I, I don't, don't use the same it. soil amendments, but it is definitely stuff that if you're new to it, it works. It works. I'm not saying it's the best it way. I found better ways. I feel like, you know, some ways, but it's a, it's a method that will absolutely pr- produce for you. You can get production from it. So it's a good book yeah. to have on your shelf for sure. Yeah. I mean, he even teaches you because a lot of people always ask, what do I do about soil? He mm-hmm. even teaches you exactly. Yeah. The Mel's do. mix. He's got in there, the Mel's mix. And, and I it, actually Googled it when I, right before we came on and he actually has a YouTube channel too. So. Does he really see? I didn't even know he had a YouTube channel, I either, but, but, I'm like, no, I'm but I, I've used the Mel's mix back in the early stages yeah. uh, when I first got started. I put in raised beds and stuff. I mixed up the Mel's mix just uh, just like he says to do it, and I put it in my first garden beds, and it worked great. Like I said, I, it's not something I would want to do every time, and it could get expensive to continue to amend like that and whatnot. So I'm trying to do stuff more closed loop systems on my property, but it works, and it's a good way to start out for sure. So I it's think it works good. Starting out and growing where you're planted yeah and so and if you're looking for a simple way to get started that's a good book he even t- shows you how to grow in a small space by going vertical yes yeah it's a very encouraging book i i think it's one every yeah. beginner gardener especially should have on their shelf yeah i think i have two of them because my kids i found one at a garage sale and the kids wanted it because they're like oh we want that for when we move out so <laughs> so we're going to alternate back and forth now i get to pick one and go back and forth sure, go ahead. okay uh my first one on my list is the resilient farm and homestead by ben falk i, I love that book yes. it is it is actually as far as permaculture goes it's my favorite permaculture book 
It really is. I just love the illustrations in there. I love how detailed he is and scientific he is. I mean, it's just enough. It's not so deep. You can't understand it, but it's deep enough to, to help you grow in your knowledge of it, you know, and it, 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 he's really good at explaining, like, I'm not even a big follower of like Ben Falk on YouTube or anything like that, but I love that book. That book I is my favorite on, permaculture oh, book. I follow him on Facebook. Yeah. The only interaction I've had with him is through that book. And I, and I like it. Yeah. I really yeah. like it. He's still doing amazing things on his farm. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, he is he's growing. I don't know what zone he is, but it's he's. He's, uh, he's northwest he's is or northeast i mean yeah he's northeast the mountains of vermont yeah yeah he's and got I a pretty neat little setup there zone three four because he's getting frost and is he that high up before okay. i do and way after i do okay yeah. he's doing some pretty amazing things with it and just the book is just it really helps you think about uh you know a whole system design of your of your layout it really it was a book that helped me even setting up a small homestead to think about how everything's working together and how to to really function stack and and accomplish multiple things with with every area of my property and with every little you know piece of of equipment or every animal and every plant garden bed or just to do everything I could with it and it really helped me think through that like I said whole system design how he puts it even I think and, that's his isn't that the name of his company yeah I think it is yeah and it and it makes sense I mean way he lays things out it makes a lot of sense so it's a great book it's a book that I I highly recommend to people especially if you're in, interested in permaculture I rented that one or I checked that book out at the library and ended up buying it yeah really it's a great one yeah. by the way that's a good way to to do these books too if it's something you're not sure you want Go, go check it out first. It's, books are expensive and you know, it's, it's always good to just see if it is something that you want right. before you spend the money on it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, sometimes a good book just isn't for you and you don't mm -hmm. want to spend the money on it and find that out. Okay. Yeah. Your, your turn. All right. The independent farmstead by Beth Doherty. They own Sow Ear Farm. Yeah. I've never read that book. So that's it's one that I might have to put on my good. list. So I think it's another one, especially if you are, um, Maybe buying a larger piece of property. I don't know if this works if you have a really small piece of property, but even if you have two acres or an acre, they just talk about all of the aspects of placing things where they need to go. And they kind of dumb down rotational grazing. And when I say dumb down, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in a good way. Make it understandable. Yeah. It always yeah. seemed so, I don't know. That's how I feel about the next book I'm going to mention too. <laughs> so scientific and I was maybe overcomplicating yeah. it and they're mm -hmm. just like, well, you know, everybody says that you're supposed to have your grass like this and it's supposed to have this in here and we don't do that. We just stick them in there. Yeah. Well, I think like, sometimes oh. it's a wake up call to overthinking because I find that I, it's so easy to overthink these things and it, right. bottom line is things just work whether you know how they work or not you know so and they're like they're just really into simple systems and the book's just really well written um you could take i think if you were thinking about buying anything more than i mean our little lots i don't i don't know if you would need that book but since we bought the 20 acres i think that you could use that book to help yourself think through where to place everything and how to do everything nice yeah, yeah. Sounds like one that would be a fun read. I mean, just to get a broader perspective on things, really a bigger well perspective. And it's um, it's just it's written in layman's term. It's not written all science. That's my favorite. It's my favorite yeah. kind of book. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, my book next, we mentioned actually a few episodes ago, I talked to it about it in a little bit of detail, but it's uh, the living soil handbook. We were talking about it when we were talking about prepping our uh, garden beds and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it cause I'm trying to find the, uh, I've got it laying right here, but I got my computer sitting on it. <laughs> Jesse Frost. <laughs> I, think I read that one, so I'm gonna have to add that to my list. It's a yeah, Living Soil Handbook by Jesse Frost. It's really good. He actually had a we was a podcast host. He has a podcast, and uh, I don't think he's doing the podcast anymore. I think he's got somebody else doing it now. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a great book. Uh, I, I, it is the best book I found on uh, on that makes it understandable, simple. Like I said, he's a market gardener, so he's oh, nice. having to constantly feed that soil and do what he's doing with it. And he just makes it really simple and uh, and systematic, like do this, do this, do this. And he kind of just lays it out there for you, what your soil needs. Here's how to feed it, you know, and I just like it. It's a it's a really good book. It's got great pictures in it, great information, charts, just all kinds of good stuff. And it's a good book. I really enjoy it. I'm going to have to get that one, too. Well, the next one I have is Rooted by Justin Rhodes. Um, never read that one either. I know about that book, but I've never read it. Yeah, this is definitely, I would say it's definitely a beginner book. Okay. But it is uh, that you could definitely use for a very small piece of property permaculture, like your acreage or what I have here mm-hmm. with the third a lot. Um it's just really well put together. They tell you exactly what to do. The pictures are beautiful. And um, I think it's a great book for a beginner or somebody that's interested in mm-hmm. homesteading. I, well, I think Justin Rhodes has brought a lot of people into this movement with his videos yeah. and with his teachings and, and just what he's got and going he has on. A YouTube channel. Yeah, I just think he is. I don't know him personally. I mean, I know he. there's a lot of people who have a lot of contact with him. and But I want to tell you what. I love what he's done for the whole homesteading movement for sure. Yeah. It was just, it's a very good book. Okay. I, um, you know, I learned, especially for beginners. Yeah. yeah. I did it for the book club for him and um, oh. I learned a few things from it, but it was really, it's really more of a beginner book, but it gives everything, all the details. He gives lists in there of things that he uses for his chickens, things that he uses because he has raised beds that he puts the chickens mm-hmm. on. I mean, he does like this whole. Yeah. Whole I've watched some of his videos on that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, I think it's wonderful for a small permaculture homestead. Awesome. Might be one I pick up just for the inspiration. Yeah. My next book is plant partners. Um, it's one I like. It's about companion planting. It's a science-based companion oh. planting strategies for vegetable nice. garden. And it's by Jessica Walliser, I believe is how you pronounce her name. And I've had it for a while. I've had that book for a couple a uh, year and a half. I think right after she wrote it or started coming out on, I heard her on a couple podcasts, other podcasts okay. talking about it. And, um, and I like it. It's good. It is a scientific approach to, to companion planting. It's like, okay, these work together well. Why do they work together uh, so well? And, and she really just breaks it down into the scientific approach. And I like that. It's it's it really helps you think beyond just what she has in the book to think about okay, what how what other plants have those qualities? So what else might work? And it just kind of helps you think through things as far as companion planning goes. Which so I think it's a good book to have on the shelf. I like it. So it's one I recommend. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that one because I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a good one, I think. What's next for you? Civil Pasture. I read this. I actually don't own it yet. It's on my Christmas list. Is that the one by uh, Elliot Coleman? Or... Oh, 
It's no. by Steve Gabriel. Okay. Okay. I was thinking Elliot Coleman has one on Silver Pasture too. No, no, not Elliot Coleman. Um, um, I know who you mean. Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. That's who I meant. Yeah. Um, this guy, he works at Cornell small farm program. Okay. And um, so this book does get into the science a little bit. It gets a little sciencey, but he works you up to that. So if you start at the beginning of the book, you're building your understanding as you go through it. Okay. And I just really appreciated his approach to um, learning to integrate animals into your woods and into your pastures and mm-hmm. what was needed to do that. Cause that's kind of what we're trying to do with our 20 acres instead of um, creating your typical farm that most yeah. people are used to seeing. Yeah. We wanted to do that because we want to feed our animals part of the trees and such. So it was, I felt like it was really put together to the point where I checked it out from the library and paid late fees <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm buying it or yeah, I, buying it for me for Christmas. I find uh, and what it did, has done before. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, uh, I mentioned Mark Shepard a minute ago and he does a lot with both silvopasture yeah. and alley cropping. And I find both of those techniques really fascinating. Uh, it's just yeah. as far as like the way you can use your land. Uh, in a multiple ways for function stacking. Again, we back to that topic yeah, again. I mean, it I find makes it. your life. It makes mm-hmm. your life easier and it makes the animal's life better. And and the crops and the animals or multiple crops, if you're uh, alley cropping could benefit from one another. It's they're working in conjunction with each other and, and helping each other. So it's, it's really good. I like the idea behind it. We'll see if we can implement it. Like I said, I kind of do it with quail tractors you do, you do. by walking them through and among my stuff. It's kind of, I and do it, I, but I, in more than enclosed, they're not really freely grazing, but I'm doing right. the movement for them and it works pretty well. I think you can easily do something like that on mm-hmm. a small scale. Like yep. you are. I, mean, I think it works great with quail, yep. with, chickens Chickens, absolutely definitely even in town for sure uh my next book is one i mention all the time on this podcast because i just like it so much it's just an inspirational book it's the self-sufficient life and how to live it by john seymour it's a big thick heavy hardback book that you could beat something to death with but it is packed with good information i mean just it's just inspiring like if you're just wondering okay what's the next thing i want to learn in homesteading get that book and flip through the pages you're going to find something in there it's going to tickle your fancy and go ooh i want to learn that you know cuz it's just full of good stuff i love it, it. it's just when i i own it too i love yeah, it yeah it's a it's a fun book to have on your shelf just to, i mean I, I pull it off all the time and just look through it and say okay what do i want to learn next what do i want to do on this homestead next and it just gives you tons of great ideas i, I like it so that's it, it's one i mention a lot so i won't go to the detail about it but i like it a lot okay so my next one is actually very old i've got it i've got it sitting here too matter of fact oh that's right you bought that love this book it was written in 1864 just jumping in here to tell you that while i was editing the podcast i realized we didn't mention the title of this next book Uh, it is 10 acres enough by edmund morris so and I just love it. It's I so think it starts off kind of slow, but it gets better as it, it goes does. on. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you can get past the first few pages, it kind of sucks you in. And then yeah. after that, it's. Because um, in I the beginning, he's just kind of he's telling the story of how they got there, you yeah. know, and that is a little bit dry, I find. But yeah. 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 But then he gets into how he does things and it's like. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes against the grain on a lot of things, too. The does. conventional he's farming right of the time. Then, right about yeah. then we were coming into like 
the industrial revolution and everybody wanted to do all of the everything mm-hmm. what they thought was better with machine thing you know yeah. before we named it that and and um I think it's a book, even if you weren't a homesteader, you would enjoy it because it's just a story about a family. It's Yeah, it's kind of an autobiography of how his, yeah. his venture into uh, um, farming. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, yeah, kind of goes along well, something similar to the book I'm going to mention next, which is The Good Life by Helen and Scott Nearing. It's their 60 years of self-sufficient living. And it tells their story of how they basically just picked up, went to the got a property and they live self-sufficient on this property for 60 years. And it's, it's a great book. Now they definitely have a lot of political leanings that I wouldn't agree with. And they're, I believe, I believe they're vegetarians, which, you know, of course I'm not, but, but I find they're, I'm just inspired by their commitment to the lifestyle and their pursuits of it. And they did not give up and they made it work. It's like anybody could do it for a few years or maybe a year or two. They lived their entire lives doing it. And, and they did some amazing thing. Like they did all their own building and buildings and construction. They did. I mean, it it is truly self-sufficient living what they did. It's amazing. I mean, they would buy the equipment to, to, they'd save up through sales of what they were producing on their property, buy the equipment they needed to produce more stuff. They were, they were doing some amazing things and it's just a fun book to read. Like I said, they get into some things that I'm like, I don't agree with that at all, but uh, I'm so inspired by their commitment to the lifestyle that I overlooked all that. It was just a really, really good book. So it's one that I enjoyed reading a lot. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Now, this next one, I wish I would have brought it in here because I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I read it, and I enjoyed it so much I bought it for a friend. And um, it's called Uptunket Road. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's similar to what you were just talking about, except for they didn't live there 60 years. These This couple built a house themselves, and it was all off-grid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they rebuilt the barn and... They just have a lot of struggles when they're doing it, trying to, you know, how it so is. So another autobiography yeah. kind of of what they. Kind of. And, but I think they only lived there for like seven or eight years. Okay. But um, they had kids while they were there. And it was just all the struggles that happened with that. They they farmed with oxen. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, I've, it was, it's been one of my favorite books, but I haven't read it in a while. And I got, when I was writing that's I bet that would be a good book. Yeah. I thought I would like I to get that. that again. Cause it was so yeah. good. I would, I would read it. I love stories like that. I just love hearing about the, Oh, the, I do too. I would the life, it. you know, that's what I was thinking when I was looking this up to get the link on Amazon, Yeah, you know, how it gives suggestions below. I was, uh-huh. thinking, cause I was like, I need another read like that, but I think <laughs> I'm going to go do the good life. I'm yeah. It's a good, I really enjoyed it. It's a good book. Um, and it's something like it's similar in a way in, in the same vein as the next book I will mention, which is, paradise lot which i I love especially if you're into permaculture again it's permaculture but paradise lot takes place on a small 
yep. property. I mean, it's something like you and I have been doing for the last few years. And the, the subtitle is Two Plant Geeks, One Tenth of an Acre and the Making of an Edible Garden Oasis in the City. And it, read it again. It it's good. a good book. I love it. It's just, it tell. I mean, they really break down on the details of what they were doing, how they were planning, why they did it, what worked, what didn't work. I mean, it's just a fun read. I love it. It's they a did good an book. amazing job. I think it was yep. a duplex or something, wasn't it? A duplex, if I remember. It, I believe it was. Yeah, because both of them, there were two single guys. They ended up getting yeah. married, and then they yeah. moved on each side of the duplex. I do believe. Like, yeah. It's been a while since so, so I read it, but yeah. The cool part is, is they did all of that, and they still enjoyed living next to each other enough. Yeah, I know they didn't become mortal enemies, which you would think was inevitable, right. but <laughs> they didn't. And they, yeah, they built a, just an amazing little place. And yeah, um, I remember reading that quite a while ago. I need mm-hmm. to read it again, but it was. I really enjoyed it. I yeah, I, I think it's a good book. Can you remind me of the authors? It's um, it's yeah, Eric Tonesmeyer and Jonathan Bates, I believe, are the. Uh, I wonder if they've gone on to do anything else because this was a while. Ago. Uh, Eric Tonesmeyer wrote part of. He helped Dave Jackie write oh. his two books on food forests. He is a contributor to that, so okay. he he's pretty involved. Yeah, with that, so he knows a lot about companion planting and food forests and things like that. So, yeah, I know that he was, a, he even talks a little bit about, because uh, I think he actually worked on the books with Dave Jackie before this, uh, okay. before he wrote Paradise a lot. So um, basically, again, it's just a story of these two guys making it happen yeah. on a 10th acre lot, which is and they grew amazing. Really yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they do some pretty cool stuff. So, you know, it's just a cool looking lot. I mean, they did some neat things and they were doing it's funny too, because they're doing some illegal stuff. Like they're what's supposed to have chickens in their area and they bring in chickens and and there's like a house fire across the street, and the people's like, Hey, well, you have chickens over there, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's just there's a lot of funny stories in it about what they were trying to get away with sometimes and you know, trying to make differences. And it is just fun. It's a fun read. It's a good book. It I enjoy it. Book. I love it when they bring when they marry a story to the information. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It, it's just a, it's a well-written story. I think so. Good stuff. Well, that's, we, we, again, we limited ourselves. We could write hundreds of books down. Oh, we yeah. could probably recommend, but we wanted to limit it to just a handful here. So we'll move on to YouTube channels now. Well, what YouTube channel do you want to first recommend? Oh, uh, this was hard for me. Cause I actually, I read and watch videos more than I actually read websites. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't admit that considering the fact that I have a blog now, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, Townsend's and it used to be just Townsend and son, but when I went there, they've changed it to Townsend's and I think it's because his dad recently passed away. So I'm not sure, but they do a lot of historical. Have you yeah, you- I'm sure almost everybody that's in homesteading knows this, his page, but they do a lot of historical cooking and I didn't know it until you mentioned it a few episodes ago on something when we were talking about preserving food uh, maybe 10 episodes ago or something we were talking about preserving food and you mentioned their youtube channel and i went and checked them all out and i didn't know about them yeah yeah they're fascinating they're not too far from you i believe they're in indiana i think they are aren't they affiliated with connor's prairie i'm not sure i I think they are which is a they do stuff like the they yeah, do the like old ways like reenacting yeah they do reenactments um, and all that stuff i'm pretty sure they're but, affiliated with Connors but Prairie. recently they've been doing some more homesteading stuff like last they did like they built a log cabin mm-hmm. they built uh what do you uh fireplace they do it all out of 
all historically, and they've made a few ovens, like earthen ovens. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were. If I when I looked it up back time, I'm pretty sure they're the people affiliated with Connors Prairie. Yeah. And my grandson just went on a field trip there. Him and my my daughter took oh, him on a field trip there, and so they went to Connors Prairie. So uh, he probably witnessed yeah. a lot of that stuff. So, I went there when I was a kid. When I was a little kid, I remember going there. It's been around a long time. Yeah. And I don't know if it would be considered like homesteading and permaculture, but it certainly is. It's historical living there. for sure. There's it's skills d- there. Like yeah. Cooking from scratch mm-hmm. and cooking over a fire and making things. There's a lot of skills there that go into homesteading. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we've well, watched that channel for years. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I didn't even know about it until just recently when you mentioned it. So, yeah, I found out interesting um my first one i will mention is one i've been watching for a long time and i really like him and and for the life of me i can't think of his name but the youtube channel is called edible acres and it is a permaculture nursery in upstate new york and he puts out a couple videos a week and really good informational stuff like he really gets into his uh, how he's function stacking and doing compost and using his chickens and he's and he's running a nursery so he's growing all these plants he's even telling you how to do it in a way that you could sell your plants if you wanted to i i just love it. he's a he's just a he knows a lot about permaculture and he's just a really good teacher i think and he's, he does a good job so it's I one i like follow that i have not heard of that one edible acres yeah it's really good um, so it's, it's the one I, like I said, I've been, wa- I've been watching him for years. I've never gotten tired of it. I, I still try to catch most of his, oh, uh, most of his, uh, episodes. That's how so. I feel about Townsend. Yeah. I've yeah. For years and I, I like it when you can find one you can just stick to, and it's just always a good go-to to watch. So what's next for you? Uh, 10th acre farm. Now this one, I think you introduced me to. Yeah. I didn't even know she had blog. a YouTube channel. <laughs> I didn't even know she had a YouTube channel. I followed yeah. her blog for years and didn't even well, know you introduced me through your blog because you blogged about her i've mentioned her a few ago. times yeah, yeah. a while and, ago and so you so you got me yeah. interested in it and i didn't realize she had a youtube channel i didn't either i, I still didn't started know that. watching her youtube channel i'm gonna have to watch it because yeah i didn't know uh that she had one amy strauss yeah, is her name she's super small 10th acre which yeah i, I we always appreciate that because we're more urban suburban homesteaders <laughs> Um, well, they've actually, she actually moved to a little bit bigger place. Right. Um, it used to be that she was a 10th acre farmer. I don't think she is 10th acre anymore. They used to be a small plot and then they actually got a little bit bigger property now. Right. I do believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't even know she had a YouTube channel. I'll have to go check it out. Cause like I said, I've been talking about th- their website for a long time. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think the, I bet the YouTube channel is really good. Um, my next one I'll mention is Three Rivers Homestead. Do you ever watch them? No. Jessica, I believe, is her name, and they're a family. Uh, I think she's got seven kids and another one on the way, and they homeschool and they're growing most of their own food, and they're just, it's amazing. She's doing amazing things, and she just does these really good videos of cooking and canning and preserving and doing in the garden and nice. working with the kids and just, I, I find her really inspirational. I just think it's a really good channel. I think you'd really like it. I know well, you would I like have it. New, I have new ones to watch. That's one I think you would really, really like. So yeah, check that one out. Three Rivers Homestead. It's it's definitely a um, definitely enjoyable channel and, and it's very inspiring. I just, like I said, when I'm getting really burned out on preserving food this time of the year, I can watch her and go, <laughs> okay, don't be a sissy. Look at her. She's like seven months pregnant doing this. You get in the kitchen yeah. and get this stuff done. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's a fun one. I like that channel. 
I have my next one, of course, is Justin Rhodes, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I think his YouTube channel is called Justin Rhodes. I, I think, think it's, it's Justin Rhodes Abundant Permaculture. I think maybe he's yeah. in there too or something. And of course, um, I mean, he's played with different things. Mm-hmm. For a long time, he was making shorter videos. Now he's back to making longer videos. I myself appreciate the longer videos. but I loved their bus tour when they did their bus build and did their bus tour all the way around the United States visiting homesteads. That was so and fun. I loved it. A couple of years ago. So you would have yeah. to go wait. You'd have to go to their YouTube channel and go way back. And well, you know, they actually made a movie. They did about that and put it all in like in a package did in a movie. And I think I've watched it. I don't know if I watched it on Amazon prime or where I watched that, but it was on one of those and I watched it. Yeah, it was really good. That, and yeah. then they have like, if you go way back, you can see when he kind of start, he was using the, he didn't have as many animals and he was using the chickens. chickens. He done a, he done a document thing called permaculture chickens was yes, the video. Yeah. Pigs too. Yeah. I see. I don't remember that one, but I remember. But I love chicken. how he did those, the chickens. It's just, yeah. Make the chickens work for you. It was, yep. It's just really good yeah, stuff. So. He's been doing videos for a long time and he's got a lot yeah. to choose from. And so I watched him for, he's another yeah. one that I've watched for years that now I watch more. His kids were so little when I started watching and now they're like riding yeah. boat bikes well, and, and stuff. Had, <laughs> when I started watching, he had three children. Yeah. And the youngest one. Five. Yeah, yeah, they've had a couple yeah. since. Yeah, then yeah. So it's just fun to watch their little family yep. grow, and it is. It's a, they're yeah. good, good family. So yeah, it's enjoyable, and I agree. Uh, my next one is Charles Dowding. Do you ever watch Charles Dowding? Yes, I just love the no-till gardening, and he's his so garden's beautiful. I love his garden. Every time I look at it, I go, I want it. I want that garden right there. It's I have just, a little bit of garden envy. Every oh, every time. time there's like oh. totally weed free. It's like perfect. I don't know. I, I imagine they put a lot of work in to keep it that way, but he's just, I it's know. completely no till. And he shows how he does that. Lays the cardboard down, does the little lasagna thing. Yep. He's, he's, his composting system is amazing. He's just got some really good videos and he does like monthly garden tours and stuff and walks through and yep. shows you what's working good. What's not, uh, Great stuff. I love it. He does a lot of experiments on no-till and not not growing no-till just to show the difference, how it really doesn't affect the growth or anything like that. He's just real educational. And man, I can't get, I just sit there and watch his garden all day. <laughs> I love it. It's so beautiful. And he's a market gardener. So he's, yep. you know, the rotation's important for him. He's really keeping things going, but he keeps it so beautiful and clean. It's just amazing. So yeah, that's one I like. Yeah, that is it. I actually haven't watched a lot of his YouTube channel. I follow him more on Facebook. And really, see, I don't follow many social medias. I've just followed him on. Yeah, and I need to watch his YouTube. I just have a hard time finding time to watch YouTube. It's good stuff. Summer. I usually yep. catch up. Well, on this that. winter you can catch up on him. It's yep. good stuff. <laughs> yep. So what my next, next one is John Jevons. Okay. He actually has a uh, he has a book too, which I've shared before. How to grow more. Vegetables. Yes. Yeah, I remember sharing and, that. Um, his video series is like the, so I do no till, but then I do the biointensive double mm-hmm. digging when I, okay. and he, I don't know if he was the founder of it, but he uses that technique okay. and his techniques, John Jeevans has developed a technique for third world countries. Mm-hmm. So a closed loop system, mostly for vegetarians, just because that's what a lot of people are around the world. And um, he shows these, he goes into these third world countries and shows these people how to build gardens and become sustainable to feed themselves because so much of the world is, has food issues. Awesome. Yeah. It's a really good um, 
and he yeah. shows them how to make their own fertilizer. They grow actually fertilizer plots with growing grains and stuff like that. Yeah. And they compost it. And anyways, his videos are really informational. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, one to check out. I haven't actually They're went to very his videos. Old, like, oh, probably 90s. So you're not going to see the quality there, but the information's there. Great. Yeah. Well, my next one is another permaculture uh, one. And this guy just came around. I actually just found him maybe a, maybe a year ago. Uh, Canadian Permaculture Legacy is the name of the YouTube channel. And the guy is just, he's got a beautiful place for one thing. He's putting this, he had this really neat pond put in right behind his house. And it's, it looks natural, but he actually had had it installed and it's got like a small waterfall and it's oh, just beautiful. It's a beautiful pond and, and they swim in it and everything is right behind his house. But then he's just got a really nice property and he's, he's been working at it for a few years, putting in these guilds and, and it's just an amazing piece of property. And the guy is just knowledgeable. He, he really gets in there and he talks about what a guild is and how to build one. He talks about soil. He talks, I mean, he gets really deep and gets some sign. He is a scientist to some degree. And so he gets into talking about a lot of those things and, I, I, I enjoy, uh, I mean, I really enjoy the, the, the channel. It's a good channel and just looking at his property is inspirational. I just love it. Nice. It's, it's good stuff. So it's one I, I enjoy. I, I love when it's, I love the inspiration. I think that's, what yeah, it's what keeps me going more than anything. Especially <laughs> when you start to get like this time of year when you're just like, Oh, oh, yay. More peppers. Oh, yay. More tomatoes. <laughs> you just get exhausted that watching these is so inspirational. Okay, your next one is one I would have probably mentioned had it not been on your list. Verge Permaculture? Verge Permaculture. I really like them. Yeah. I do too. I mean, they have some paid videos when yeah. you go to their website, but their, their YouTube is full of information. Their early stuff, free. when they had their little property, now they've upgraded their property and went to a bigger piece of property, but man, I was so inspired by what they were doing, especially with water collection on their little property, how they had it coming off the roof, filling a tank, the overflow would go through and they had like these uh, swells and, and we're talking an urban property, like 10th of an acre. And it would walk through the pathways on the property, water, the gardens. It was just, they put some, now him and his wife are both engineers by trade. So uh, this was kind of, uh, yeah, you know, to, yeah. for them to come up with this was, you know, probably nothing for them, but I love the way they designed it. Yeah. And then they did some amazing things with that little piece of property. They have some pretty nice classes now. Yeah. They're still doing a lot of stuff, something, but their YouTube channel, of course, is all free and they have. Right. Yeah. They all actually offer permaculture design courses now, uh, PDCs, I think through Verbs think permaculture. Yeah. Online. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a website too. So, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. It is. I like him. Uh, my next one is Hugh Richards. He kind of, to me, falls in the same vein as Charles Dowding. He's uh, they're they're across the pond. He's across the pond, and he's got a, just an amazing garden, uh, doing some really cool stuff. I mean, I, I just I it, I love his garden. He's just got a beautiful garden. He gets in there and talks about you know the soil amendments and all the same stuff. Uh, I just enjoy it. It's just another one of them. If you're looking for some inspiration and again, across the pond. So, you know, get the, get the nice fancy accent, makes them sound even smarter than they probably are, which I like, you know, so (laughs) not like us country folk around here. We we dumb it down. My my Indiana slash Tennessee twang over here. Yeah. We don't sound too smart over in these parts, but (laughs) Hey, we figured out. (laughs) 
that British accent and they just sound so sophisticated. Yes, it does. Whether they are or not, we don't care. It just makes it sound good. <laughs> so you had, you just listed in, you just kind of ran through a whole list on your next, you was like, I can't decide. So you just put down a whole bunch like, of names. I mean, Elliot Coleman, Greg, Judy, Ben Falk, Alvin, Alan Savior. I mean, you could just, there, yeah, there's so people. many, and, there's yeah. so many videos out there that there's some good stuff could, out there. I mean, it doesn't replace actually doing things, but there is, we're blessed to live in a time where you yeah. can just turn on the internet. There's so many free resources out there for stuff like and that and just get that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. Well, we'll move along because this is probably stretching out kind of long. So we'll move on to websites. Uh, we both, you listed four, I listed five. So I'll start out. So we in right uh, in, in the right place here. Permaculture News is one of my favorite websites. It's all permaculture. It's, I believe it's Jeff Lawton's uh He's a big player. It's his website, I believe, or at least he's on there a lot. I don't know if he actually built the website or not, but it's great stuff though. I mean, just tons of good information. If you're interested in food force, swells, just anything to do with permaculture, there's articles there about it. So uh, I I really like that as far. I think it's the best permaculture website out there. Just tons of information. So it's one to check out. There was a video he did a long time ago. He's got a good YouTube channel too. Yeah. By the way. With like an urban chicken setup mm-hmm. where they even put like herbs and stuff for the chickens to eat to help. Oh yeah. The chickens be healthy. He's just every aspect of, of permaculture with function stacking and all that stuff. He's just, he's always doing videos on all kinds of stuff. I mean, but he gets simple too. He'll show you how to make a vermicomposting bed or a raised bed or yep. whatever. I mean, he'll get that kind of stuff too. And you get that kind of stuff on the website as well. So it's a good website to go to and visit. So check that one out. And then your first one is a, again, you mentioned, just like you mentioned the video. Bit, yeah. 10th Acre Farm, which is repetitive, I know, but yeah. it's a very That's good fine. website. She it is. She does. Yeah. She was blogging before she ever did anything else. Yeah. And it's, it's a great, great blog. Free resources. Yep. Um, just some really good. And it, I think she's got a great uh, YouTube or I'm sorry. She has a great um, couple of PDF files that you can download mm-hmm. about learning how to do permaculture and yep. just, I mean, Really? Permaculture on a small scale. I actually have her book yeah. called the suburban. I can't remember what the name is. I feel bad because I feel it is a book I have and it's basically on small scales permaculture. I I, it, it's suburban it. something. Um, I can't remember though, but uh, just look her up. Amy Strauss uh, yep. book. It, it, it's, it, it's a good book. I have it. Like I said, it just covers permaculture on a small scale on a small lot. It's a, it's a good book too. So it's a good website. Yeah, check out the website for sure. Well, and she just goes through and teaches you how I'm very simple. What is permaculture? Some people yeah. don't know what it is. Uh, here's a website I'll mention that is really just tons of good information. And it's Common Sense Home. Lori, uh, I can't remember her last name, um, but I don't know how many articles she's got. She's been doing this blog for a long time. Huh. And she takes great pictures of what she's doing. It's very authentic. She's getting in there doing the work. Tons of garden stuff, tons of animal stuff, tons of kitchen stuff. Just, I mean, it all around preparedness stuff. I mean, it's just an all around great, great website. And a lot of times when you're searching for something, you'll see her at the top of the search. As far as like you're searching for something in in or in the homesteading, she's makes the top of the list on a lot of searches because it's just that good of a website. So that'd be my next one. My next one is a different one. <laughs> it's for actually a Gab page, which you do not have to be a member of Gab to actually see his stuff. So okay. So people know, but he is my mentor and he um, actually has trained under John Jevons and Elliot Coleman and 
taught with them. He's a very good teacher. And that's his gift is teaching. He knows how to take all of some complex subjects and just take them down into uh, layman's term. And he makes really short videos, but he just has this magic. I believe I visited, you mentioned him on another podcast, yeah. I believe. And I think I went to the site and looked at it and, and checked some of the stuff out. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And he's doing some more Korean natural farming, but he has videos there and a lot of blogs and it's all very well organized. Um yeah, so I couldn't help but share it just because he's yeah. just really knowledgeable. Sounds like one worth putting grows, out there for sure. Grows amazing. His gardens are just beautiful. Well, my next one is just what it says. The title of it is exactly the name of the website. It's growforagecookferment.com. And that's what they cover. Growing stuff, foraging right. stuff, cooking stuff, fermenting stuff. It is just a information-packed website. It's just good. If you're looking to experiment with all kinds of different fermentations or just all kinds of stuff, there's just a ton of good how-to on that, on that website. So it's one to check out for sure and put on your list of go-to, uh, go-to websites. Very cool. Next all right. Reason. My next one is Permies. See, I would have put that one down for sure. If you hadn't put it yeah, down. <laughs> that's Paul Wheaton. Paul Wheaton's yeah. site. And he has all sorts of. It's a forum mostly. Yeah. yeah. It's mostly a forum. And yeah. then he has some. And the forum's a little, I don't know. It's a little bit hard to figure out. It's not designed like your normal website. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree with you. Yeah. It's not traditionally even forum. It just seems like it's kind of hard to follow sometimes. Forums. It's not. Yeah. It's old. Yeah. It hasn't changed for years. That forum's been around a long time and it hasn't changed. It hasn't updated anything. There is so much information. Oh, yeah. A lot of times if you're searching for things, especially in the permaculture, um, it's where you'll find links. Like if you're looking for a certain topic or something in permaculture, yeah, it's usually in the top two or three. Yeah, it's been being discussed since the internet came around. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. There's some great conversations there. I've been involved in that side a while. I, I've I've had some good conversations on the forum in there and, and been involved with some some yeah. stuff in there too. It's a good. It's a really good resource for information. It's a great resource. Yep. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. It really is. Uh, my next one is Practical Self-Reliance. It's just a, she's another blogger. She's been around a long time. Got some really good articles. Again, it's probably one if you search for self-reliance stuff or homesteading stuff, you've probably came across it. She's just got a lot of good articles out there and um, just tons. I don't know. I'd say hundreds, if not a thousand articles. I don't know how many is on that site, but it seems like there's a lot of articles on that site. So it's a good one. I don't know. Let's leave it at that. That's cool. Well, the next one is Dakota Cohen. It's Cohen Farm. He's out of Canada. Um, he just has some really outside the box thinking that I really appreciate. He's a permaculturist. He did okay. just write a book, which I have not read. I'm interested in this. Is one I've not heard of, so I'm anxious to go check this one out. Uh, he yeah. did some stuff with Curtis Stone for a while. Okay, I yeah. Uh, I think but, I do know who you're talking about now. Now that you mentioned man, that, like he's, I'd be yes. surprised if he's even thirty. Okay, I think I do know who you're talking but about. Yeah, really, I'll, I'll go to the site and check that out. Really outside the box thinking, especially for like animal feeds. One of my favorite videos is he was actually taking duckweed off of a pond 
and then feeding that to his pigs. I mean, okay. just, and he did this whole video on how he feeds his pigs, um, you know, just totally outside the box, totally outside the box. And he's got this whole permaculture farm and it's just beautiful. So. Nice. Definitely one I'm going to have to go look at. Maybe I came across it before, but sounds familiar, but I'm going to go check that out for sure. My last one I'll mention is homesteading family. And I probably could have mentioned them in the YouTube because their YouTube channel is awesome. And I am going to mention them in the podcast here in a minute because they have a podcast too. That is, it's from their YouTube channel basically. And they, yeah, it's just fantastic stuff. Super nice people. Like I don't know them personally, but when I watch them on YouTube or go to their website, I just, I want to know them because they seem such like such a a likable couple that I just, I I love, I just love everything they're doing. They got, and they just explain things really well. She's, he's more in the garden and, you know, out in the fields and with the animals and she's more in the kitchen with the preserving and the cooking and the things. And they just, they do a great job and they offer courses and they, they just, they got a lot going on, but their free resources are just, great so one worth checking out the website's great the pod honestly the youtube's probably even better and the podcast is great too like so the podcast is actually i think they they do a thing which let's just jump into it i'll mention it first for the podcast but they do a podcast called um uh pantry chat they actually do the video called pantry chat but then they turn the pantry chat part of the youtube into a podcast so it's because this i think i've watched the youtube of this yeah yeah, i think it's the same thing they just do the same thing i think it's pantry chat podcast from the homesteading family so it's it's the first one i mentioned but they it's a great resource uh great great stuff and they're just such likable people that you can't help but listen to them they're 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 really good what about you for podcasts I put my first one was uh, Jill Winger's, which is old fashioned on purpose. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoy her podcast. I had Jill on this podcast years ago. Uh, she did not have that podcast when I had her on this oh. podcast. So she started that shortly after I had her on this podcast. So yeah, I really like Jill, especially when it comes to stuff in the kitchen. She's very knowledgeable with stuff. Yeah, and I, and she recently has started doing a lot of gluten-free stuff. Yeah. And if you're into horses, Jill's a person to follow because she's a big horse person. So <laughs> she, yeah, she loves, yes, you are. And she loves horses and she's been riding horses and doing things for years with horses. So awesome. she's, she's fun to listen to, but she's wrote some books and I think that's why I actually had her on. She wrote, released a book at the time yeah, when I had her on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah. She's her podcast is great. Um, the next one I'll mention in podcast is homesteading and gardening in the suburbs by misfit gardening. It's just a nice little, just a good little conversation about homesteading. I mean, they're just, she's just talking about homesteading in the suburbs. Good stuff. Easy, simple. (laughs) My next one is the regenerative agriculture podcast. I like that one. Yeah. That's probably one that would have made my list. It is. And I do enjoy it though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it gets pretty deep. Yeah. It's pretty deep for sure. But once you get past, you know, sometimes you get, it just puts about different ideas and maybe, Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one on the list was um, the homesteading journey with Brian Wells, another one who has been on my podcast and he's just got a great, he's just consistent. He's putting them out there. It's a great podcast. He just, he's doing the things he's, he's, he's uh, um, 
homesteading. I mean, he's just a, he's got a piece of property. He's, he's raising pigs. He's doing chickens. He's going the gardens and he just loves to talk about it. And he's a really nice guy. Like I, I said, like I, I should have put down the episode numbers that some of these people were on this podcast. So I could have just uh, promoted those two. I might put them, I might put the links in the, in, in the show notes underneath these recommendations. So you can go listen to them on this podcast before you even go check out those podcasts, but good yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's a really likable guy. I really like Brian. Nice guy. And he's doing the, they're doing some, um, big community stuff up there too, where he's at, uh, he's part of that, um, uh, homesteading conference that they, they do up in the, uh, Homesteaders of America? well, it's not the homesteaders of America. It's the one more for their region. It's the, uh, uh, new England homesteaders of new England. Oh, okay. And he's a player in that. I don't know what all nice. he's got do, going on with that, but he's part of that. Uh, so nice. yeah, he's definitely one that's just doing some stuff there. Well, what do you have next? The oh. one I have next is living free in Tennessee, Nicole sauce. She's been on this podcast also. <laughs> she'd been on i know that you yep. had okay yep yeah. she's been on this one yeah she's got a lot going on um yeah she's she's good she does a lot of uh she's kind of a mix she's a really mixed bag but she does a lot of homesteading this mm-hmm. year she's done a lot of homesteading and canning she recently got sheep and um she does some prepping and she does some a lot of business because she came from the business world <clears throat> yeah and and she's even she talks a lot about uh making money homesteading and she she yes. does things she yes. takes i mean like she does like uh airbnbs and things yeah. like that so she's always just she got also talks a lot about very frugal living she's, yeah yeah she's just got a lot going on and she's a i think when i had her on the i think our main topic was uh basically being self-reliant income or something i don't know just trying to make some yes. money from your property uh, or side hustles i think is what we actually talked about was just doing side hustles because she's had a lot going on her, you know her coffee yeah. business is her big yeah her coffee business was her main thing yeah so she's got a lot going on it's a good podcast she, and she's busy she does she does a lot of them too i, I think, think she, she puts out multiple a week i think she does like five a week it's crazy. yeah she was when i'm busy first I all, she, she was putting out like one a week but then she started increasing it and yeah she just got busy with it so yeah. yep she's a she's a busy person she's got a lot going on there so it's an enjoyable one as well uh the next one is a podcast that we were both on. I was just on it and it just released yesterday. As a matter of fact, of course, you're listening to this two I weeks from now. I can't wait to listen to it. I haven't yet. Yeah, to it. Yeah. I, well, I didn't listen to it either, but <laughs> I was honest. So I don't need to. Um, but uh, Plans and Provisions by Jason White. It, he's a very nice guy. It's a great, he yes. does a great uh, job with the production of it. Um, very professional. And he's got some great guests on besides me and you, of course. So he had some other great guests on, um, but we've both been on there. And um, yeah, he's a, uh, I think it's going to be a good podcast in the future. He's only done a, a 24, 25 episodes, something like that so far, but man, he's on his way. You can just tell it's going to be a, a great podcast. A yeah. He does a great job. It's going to be a really good podcast. So go check that one out. And like I said, I was just on now. I'm, I'm saying I was, it just released yesterday, but two weeks from now, this podcast will be released. So it'll be a couple of weeks old by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot. Yeah. We, we're, we, we try to get a couple episodes ahead. So we always yeah, have one in the case. can there. Yeah. And my next one is the Holistic Herbalism Podcast. By one I've not listened to, but I yeah. definitely want to check it's it out. Katja and Ryan, Ren or Ryan. Um, I actually just started listening to this and I've been trying to get a little bit more into some herb herbals and I've been using mm-hmm. medicinals for a while, but um, you know, I don't, I'm not an herbalist or anything. And, and these, these people are, and it's just really informative. They do a really good job. Well, so I really we it. were talking before we started the podcast, David, we'd love to get some some real yeah, so an herbalist the on the podcast, somebody who's really yeah. into it that could go. Anybody in the audience? Yeah, we would love to have somebody on who's doing it for a living or who's yeah. really into it, maybe or whatever, and just knows a lot of the tips, uh, tips and tricks of it. And 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 we don't want it to be so deep that 
just anybody can do it. I mean, but you right. know, at the same time, I, I'm very interested in it, and I know a lot of people are because I just I, I don't like I don't want to get too deep into that. But I doctors, the attitude of the whole medical system kind of bothers me a little bit. <laughs> just the I'm way like, it's I, about providing you with or getting you hooked on medicines more than it is about healing you. I think in some ways, maybe I shouldn't I go down this rabbit trail. <laughs> I appreciate the integrated approach. Yes, use, me too. If I have to use an antibiotic. Great. But if yep. I can, I'm, I'm thankful for some things, but I also think there's an abuse of the, in the system oh, where yes, sure. it's more about just keeping you on medicines than it is about getting you healthy. And, and, Maybe I, that sounds conspiracy theories. Yeah, maybe I, no, shouldn't, not, I shouldn't go down this trail. <laughs> I spent 20 years very sick with chronic autoimmune diseases that basically left me bedridden. And I'm not here because of doctors. I'm here because of food and food and herbs. Yeah. So. And you, it, everybody knows my cancer story that listens to this podcast. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I kind of went that way too. I like so. the integrative approach. If there's a stop sign sticking out of me or I need an antibiotic, I will take it. But if my yeah. allergies are really bad, I'd rather. And surgeries, do I don't want to perform surgery on myself. I need a surgery. I want a doctor that knows what they're yeah. doing to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think we can do both. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I yeah. think there's a place for it. And I'd like to know. I'd like to, I'm, I'm always learning about it, but I'd like to learn more. Yeah. You know, yeah, so I'd definitely yeah. like to have somebody on that knows a little bit more about that. Um, well, that's all the podcasts. I mean, there's tons out there. That was just ones oh, that yeah. currently I'm listening to. And yeah, there's tons of good ones out there. So, um, but now you started the other media uh, thing here. So you, you kicked it off. So I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it then. If you're going to go there, I'm going to take it there too. I couldn't help myself. Biggest yeah. little farm. I mean, Biggest little farm is, you know, what's funny. I, you put this note up, our podcast notes up like Monday or something that night. I was like, Oh, I want to watch that again now. So I went and watched it again <laughs> that night because it just reminded me how good it was. It's just so inspirational. It is. And it's not, here's the problem I have with that movie. I love it. It's inspirational, but I'm also, it feels out of my reach to ever accomplish something like that because they spent so much money. Oh, he raised so much money yeah. to, to do what they did that it feels like something I could never do. It's, it feels like it's just out of my realm, but it's still beautiful piece of property and it's fun right. to watch and it, and it gets you in touch with some of the challenges of something like that especially doing it the way they did it with permaculture and mm-hmm. and things so it's a good movie it's a really yeah, good I movie i don't think my uh, our little 20 acres is never going to have that kind of financial support no 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 and, and yeah so yeah that's far that's much we'll say about it if you haven't seen it go watch it it's a good no, movie you can learn things even and kind of do it on your own some of it so you know and i found it for free on hulu so if you got a hulu subscription and the three that you put here i actually so what happened was i put biggest little farm down and then i got busy and you were gonna put these down weren't you well i don't know if i was gonna put these down but I would have to say that the Edwardian farm, well, I'll let you say them, but these, I have probably watched each of these. There's uh, also more. Yeah. I've watched these three though, several times. Yeah. Two Tudor farm or farm there's, there's a few of them. Farm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. they have a whole series of them. Anyway, the three we're talking about because we were just skipping right yeah. past is Edwardian farm series, the wartime farm series and the Victorian farm series are the three I listed. And I actually put playlists in the notes that you can watch the entire thing on YouTube for free. So I didn't even, I just did a search and I found them. 
Yeah, um, they are definitely worth watching. It's it's basically they go back and they show you how they did it during those times, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I cannot even tell you how many times I've watched. I've watched them a few times, especially the Victorian farm and the wartime farm. I think I've watched the most, and oh. I've watched those a few times. Yeah, I've watched. Oh, yeah. Was, I've watched both of those four or five times. The whole series exactly, four or five exactly. times. Yeah. 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 I'm like, Good if stuff. you have not watched these and you enjoy homesteading. You will like these. I think I heard you. What was it? What's her name? Ruth. Uh, uh, the lady that's in, in it, Ruth no, something. Is it Goldman? Goldman, I think. I think I heard you refer to her as your spirit animal one time. On a, <laughs> in a blog post or on a. On a just, we, <laughs> I could I could talk for hours to her if I ever ran. Oh, yeah. She, hours. Uh, She's it's a fun show. It's it's entertaining. It's good. I mean, you're just going to love it. If you've never watched it, go watch them. They are great. And it's it's UK. uh, You know, it's a BBC series. series, Yeah, they're all historians. Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's just a great show. Just go watch it. If you've never watched those series, you got to watch them. So the links will be in there for the YouTube. I've actually hunted down a few of the books that they talk about a lot. Yes. Yeah. Found them. I mean, of course, they're old. I did too. I got one uh, that they mentioned. I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, there was one I found and and bought. Good stuff, though. Yeah, they're worth watching. Just if you got some extra time this winter and you want to sit down in the evening and watch some series. Go check those out if you've never seen them. You've got to watch them. They're really good. So that's all. I mean, that, there's so much out there. We could have, this thing could have oh, went on yeah. for days because there's just so much good stuff out there, but that will get you started for sure. If you're looking for some resources yep, list, to inspire, links. motivate, educate, it'll do all those yep. things. So and for those in the podcast that are listening to the podcast and watching the YouTube, obviously there, you got to go to the website because you'll see all the links there for yes. all of these. Oh, I put them in the show notes. Yeah, you'll find them in the show yep. notes. Um, but we will jump on. I did want to take on one more thing, and that was a question in the Homestead Front Porch. And Tim asked a good question. I think it was a relevant question, and it was answered not by me or you, but I thought it's a good enough question and answer that I think it's important for people to to hear it. And and I thought we should mention it on the podcast. Um, Tim in in the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group, which if you're not a member of. Click on the link, go be a member of the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group. It's worth being in there because you get questions like this and you get answers like this every day. Um, and this is one I just thought more people, I thought people, listeners needed to hear the answer to this, not just the people in the group. But Tim asks, um, herbicides on hay, says, I found some brome hay on Marketplace locally and reached out asking if they use herbicides and was told they use a pre-emergent called Duracore. They mixed it with their fertilizer in the spring. He says, I prefer not to not, uh, to not have it used, but I don't know anything about it. And it's hard to find anything online. Does anyone have any experience with this? And then Laura replied, she gave an answer, but then she also gave a link that I, and, and basically the answer is don't use it. If you're putting it on your garden, that's it. Just don't, or your stuff probably won't grow. If you're using it to amend your garden or cover your that garden, fantastic answer. Your garden's not going to grow. She says, you know, it's got, she gave the the technical terms of the, of the right. chemical that's in it and says it'll destroy your garden. She gave a link to a uh, North Carolina state extension and a, po- and, a, and, a, and a post on it. I'll put the link to that in there. And this is why you should not use it. We've all heard. I, I think I've talked about uh, the one called Grazon. Grazon is yep. one that, you, you know, it's common. You don't want that. And it will basically just pass right through the animal. It'll be in the manure. So don't use the manure or the, or the hay that's been sprayed with that uh, and then use it on your garden. 
This stuff is the same way. It does the exact same thing. It carries through the animal. It won't, it supposedly doesn't harm the animal to eat it when it's been sprayed with that, but it gets, stays in their manure and passes through. You put the manure on your garden. Guess what? Your garden's not going to grow. Um, so things are one of the reasons why I decided I had to bite the bullet and start my own compost this year. Yeah. And it's, it's a great reason to have rabbits or chickens or whatever and have to do your own stuff. But yeah, uh, when it's been sprayed, even with the hay's been sprayed, it's been fed to the animals and you think, oh, I'm going to go get this horse manure. I'm going to go get this cow manure. I'm going to go get, if you don't know the source of what they fed those animals, yeah, don't do that because you could kill your garden. These are broadleaf herbicides. Guess what? Your garden or broadleaf plants, uh, as far as it's concerned, there are weeds <laughs> and they, they will kill them. And so, uh, yeah, it passes through the animal and, and it stays it in the It takes manure. quite a while to get it out of your Yes, it does. There's a lot of homesteaders out there dealing with this. Yes. So um, just be aware. And it's why it's so gardeners. important. There's a few market gardeners that put it yes. in their hoop house. This is why it's so important to know the source of your material, to know what you're putting on your soil. It's part of the reason we're homesteaders is because we want to know what we're putting on our soil. And we want to know what we're growing and all this stuff. We talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. Well, if you're grabbing, you know, amendments from places you don't know, you're, you're opening yourself up for some possible yeah. damage. I mean, which makes it hard because yeah. it's hard to source some of this. So stuff. if you want to see that link to this and, and read the the reasons or what it is exactly, I'll put it in the show notes, but I just thought it was important to share. And I'm glad that Laura was in there to give that guy the information. Yeah, you needed. Great answer. yeah, it was a great answer. And she says here, and here's why. And it wasn't just like my opinion. We got facts on from North Carolina state. Don't use it. Don't Which use is- the hay. Don't use the manure because yes. it will, it'll damage your stuff. So, um, I mean, it has a purpose, it has a place, I guess, in large industry, but for your homestead, it, you don't want it. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have join the Facebook page. There you go. You'll get good answers like that. When you have a question like that, pop it in there. You get we good answers. Like, I don't know. Is it 28,000 or something like that? Yeah, 27 something. Yeah. I think it's pushing 28. So we're getting there. Yeah. It's uh, it's growing. You know, it used to be bigger. <laughs> it used to be over 30,000 at one point, And then we had a big uh, change there. So <laughs> over the years, um, but yeah, it's growing again. It's, it's a, it's a great, uh, great resource. It's Hey, it's, it's a resource. This is a resource podcast. We're talking about resources. I mean, the Homestead Front Porch Facebook group yep. is a great resource. You need to be in there. <laughs> it is. And great people. Yes, there is some really good stuff. And, 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 you know, it's one of the few webs, uh, uh groups, whether you won't see a lot of arguing and stuff like that, because yeah, if there is, you won't be in there very long. <laughs> That's all yeah, I got to say. We don't, we don't tolerate that. No, there won't be no name calling. There won't be, I mean, there might be, but it'll be really quick dealt yep. with. So uh, it's just a great, it's just a great uh, place to be. So I, I mean, there are a lot during the day <laughs> when I get a chance to get a little yeah, five minutes to, here I or there. I pop in there and there see what's going on. Yeah. Today. Yep. 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 So that's all I have. Anything else from you? I think that's it. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next week, happy homesteading and God bless. And grow where you're planted. Looking around, I finally see I think I need a change The rat race I want to flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free Why I wanna live this way
what we do here every day Snapping beans like Grandma did Sitting on her front porch Hunting and fishing like a kid Once you've done all of your chores It's a modern Today 